Hello, welcome to Cannon and Cockerel. My name's Michael, I'm a Spurs fan. My name's Jason and I'm an Arsenal fan. And uh, we are back. It's been, it's been a while since our last episode. There's been a lot going on uh, personally, professionally, but we're back now in the studio ready to discuss what has been an eventful month. To stir the teacup. To stir things up. Um, a lot has happened with Tottenham and Arsenal this past month. Jason, January as a, as a, as a whole. How was it for Arsenal? High points, low points? How do you feel? Let's give it a rating out of 10. One. Oh, that's a bit harsh. 0. 0.5. <laughs> um, oof, it's, been, it's been a really tough month to be an Arsenal supporter. You know, all the hype over Emery, new era, new revolution, explain how we can change the, the squad. Um, you know, a few new signings, unbeaten run. Thinking, okay, strengthened a bit in January, we'll get the momentum going to... My low light, which will be a lot of people's highlight, signing Dennis Suarez, an uninspired move to look for anyone for a loan deal, which makes financially no sense, um, in a position which makes no sense, to now you've got hundreds, a bit of hyperbole there, of attacking midfielders now. They're already unhappy, which is why Ramsey's leaving and Ozil's sulking. To now put another one in the mix. He's clearly not good at managing egos. So why add another one in? With all due respect, a guy who's been playing with Lionel Messi is not going to tolerate having sideward passes from Granit Xhaka. <laughs> um, so it's a really disappointing for me, January. Um, on the pitch, it's all blurred into one for me. I can't think of any positives. Sure, we go beat Cardiff. That's expected. City, again, that's expected. It's same old Arsenal. Always losing. And I'm disappointed. I'm not optimistic. And for me, it's Europa League or bust. You? Cool. So it's interesting because this month was all set up for it to be the end of Tottenham's season. We had the injuries to Kane and Ali. Hyungman Sun was away. We went out of two cup competitions in a matter of a couple of days, which would be my low point of the month, particularly that semi-final defeat to Chelsea on penalties, which just... The fact that it was Chelsea, the fact that it was penalties, the fact that it was a semi-final was probably the most disappointing match of the season, particularly because I feel like that final, even though it's Man City, is there for the taking. We've seen they're more vulnerable this year. They've got a title race to focus on, which, you know, last season when Arsenal played them in the final, City could pretty much focus on that because the league was won this year. They've got a bit more competition, so I think they're a bit more for the taking there. So that's disappointing. Again, no trophies. And then the Palace game was just a comedy of errors from beginning to end. It, you know, the Kyle Walker-Peters handball, the Trippier penalty miss. It was actually quite funny by the end of it, just how ri- ridiculous that Or oh, the joy. Uh, or the joy in your instance, yeah. And, and that kind of double whammy of two cup competitions gone, which means realistically, unless we win the league or the Champions League, there's no trophies this season, which means it will be the first decade since the 1940s, believe it or not, when Spurs haven't won a trophy. The 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, we've won a trophy in each of those decades. The the 10s will be the first trophyless decade since the Second World War. Such Tottenham. a shame. I'm so sorry. I, well, it, it's I only, really am. It, it, I really, at the bottom of my heart, it's a painful feeling to have unbeaten, uh, to have no trophies. And um, I've been there, done that with the Arsenal. Well, exactly, yeah. Um, and so that, that is a, a low point, kind of missing out on those realistic chances for silverware but I think the high point has been the fact that despite the injuries despite falling out of the cups we're 10 points ahead of Arsenal in the league we are you know whether we're in the title race or not we are the team that if Liverpool or City slip up we're the closest to to put ourselves in that conversation and all these late winners 
that Winks header against Fulham, the Lorente header against Watford, the Hyungman Sun goal against Newcastle. We've dragged ourselves to victory in matches that ordinarily we would have drawn or lost and without any of our best players attacking-wise. So that's the high point, which I think shows the grit that we do have. But the low point is the fact that probably we're not going to have another trophy and that will still be the cloud over the the, the Poch era. But there, there will be one trophy you're forgetting, the Put the Pressure On trophy, which I believe wow. a few times now has been in the trophy cabinet for Spurs. And perhaps even a golden boot for Hung Min Sun. Well, Hung Min Sun, I think, has become... I mean, I would say he is our player of the season so far. His influence... He, you know, considering, you know, all the traveling, all the fatigue, and yet when we need him, he steps up. And I, I was at the, the game against Newcastle, and you could just see in the way he carried himself and the way he was on the ball, he's embraced, you know, with no Kane and no Dele Alli, he's embraced the role of being the star man. And it's just, th- you know, thank God we've got human son, because without him, I think we really would have struggled even more than we have done these past few weeks. Would you say that he's a greater influence on the team than Kane? Because I've seen that before. Someone quite recently saying that Son is better than Kane and Son is more important to Spurs than Kane. Do you think that's just being a little bit flippant based on the fact that, um, you know, Kane's been out and that's all you can see? Or do you think, you know, you sh- it really showed the impact when he was away in South Korea in, um, at the Asian Cup and now he's, he's back and up and firing? I don't know if I go as far as to say that he's a more important player than Kane but I think certainly he is the player more than than anybody else who can fill Kane's shoes in terms of goals um in terms of influence in terms of kind of inspiring the rest of the team you know giving us a bit of belief up front making things happen um you know certainly we want Kane back as soon as possible and it looks like he will be back way quicker than anybody imagined um hopefully back in time for the uh, the Arsenal game at the start of March the one that's at Wembley the one that, yeah, we'll, okay. we'll be Wembley. That's been one of the biggest news stories of the week. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll be I, thought, I thought you'd be Wembley. playing at New, New, New Hotspur Lane or whatever it's called. <laughs> well, I suspect, it. I think we will, our next Premier League game after Arsenal, whatever that ends up being, I think will be at the new stadium. Do you think there's a point though? Don't you think there's a little bit more excitement if you just say, you know what, do it next season, that big buzz, new season, new era, new signings, new that. Now it just feels like a bit flat. There's so much negativity around it. They should have just done that. Now they've, it's, I don't know who's in charge of that project. I'm sure, obviously, Daniel Levy has a say in it. But also, I think the messaging from Pochettino has not been consistent with what what Levy's been saying in terms of tone and kind of kind of consideration. Hmm. It should have been one statement. One person should have come through one channel. Pochettino should have refused to comment on it. But now it seems like a big mess. And I think I'm not sure has it damaged Spurs' reputation in terms of off the pitch a little bit. I don't. I don't think so. I think a lot of people understand that these sort of things can happen with the stadium. I think it's more the damage has been kind of the morale amongst the fan base inside the club rather than necessarily the perception outside. Um, and I think I think a lot of people, a lot of Spurs fans would agree with you that we should now just wait for the new season. But then I think, you know, Pochettino seem, has said throughout that he says as soon as we can, we need to get in there. We need to get back in the stadium. And I think certainly people are mixed on whether by this point we should just go, okay, fine, we'll wait till next season. Or whether I think people also that desperate to get in there that even if it's just one match, they want to get in there. They want to, you know, get comfy, 
getting your new home. Warm up the seats. Yeah, we'll iron out any issues over the summer. Find out where everything and, is. Yeah. And then... Well, listen, it's very important to know where you can get your half-time coffee, where you can get your, your chocolate sharing bags the, that are the overpriced. Yeah, the, the toilets, the listen. Brewery. Listen, you need to know because you're in a rush. Everyone's stampeding at half-time. You've got to know exactly that is my urinal. You've got to know your surroundings. Yeah. It all yeah. plays a part in terms of creating that atmosphere. Very much so. Yeah. Do you think there'll be lots of like images of Spurs' success um, around the stadium? Perhaps um, when you put the pressure on in 2015 or... Or maybe Kane with his golden boot. Maybe some of those um, those triumphant years. Perhaps, perhaps, yeah. That'll be exciting. I think Arsenal, we have a lot of pictures of trophies and invincible years and kind of club legends that really took the club forward. But You're I guess... Um, league football to look forward to. No, really. no, we haven't let that in yet. We actually had a wall of um, hat-trick heroes. Really? That was always a nice one. I think... Um, I remember Adi Bayor was on there quite a few times. I'm oh. not sure against Spurs, though. Spurs, the, Spurs, uh, Spurs legend, Adi Bayor. Spurs legend and um, Arsenal legend. Speaking, though, of perception of the club sort of, you know, the outside perception of a club and kind of off-the-pitch stuff. With Arsenal, you know, there's been the whole Sven Mislintat saga, mm. losing the man who was going to bring you all these new players. Obviously, you mentioned Denis Suarez and only being able to bring in loan signings and then the, these rumours that you'll only have £40 million to spend in the summer. You know, it, it was supposed to be Tottenham who were the team who couldn't spend anything because of a, a stadium. But it seems like Arsenal now, despite the fact that obviously the Emirates was years ago and you're you know in the clear with that now, you're now in a position similar to us of not being able to sign sign players, bring people in. I know you've said on this podcast that in the past, you know, you spent the money, Sanchez, Aubameyang, Ozil. But how do you feel now about the behind-the-scenes situation? It's all very strange and, again, kind of inconsistent because it went from, yes, we need to sign players, then suddenly, nope, we can can only loan so you think something's coming from the top a message um that can only be the owners i can't blame them for not wanting to invest in arsenal actually properly because the state of the club and kind of the players they've got and the infrastructure they've got at the moment isn't working you know you had a ceo who was in there got rid of wenger started this new era then jumped ship to milan so again you're just bringing you're you're kind of chopping and changing stopping and starting you've kind of Instead of ripping the plaster clean, you've still got Steve Bowles as co-assistant manager with Emery, which surely Emery does not want. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to have that lingering um, smell of Arsene Wenger um, from the past um, decade or so. The Sven thing is is interesting because it seemed like all the players he actually brought in were great players. Terrera. Those five, Terrera, amazing. Aubameyang hit the ground running. Socrates, people want him to be Arsenal captain now. I'm not sure about that because, again, as we discussed, captains mean nothing. And the fact that Lauren Kajelny, the most uninspiring player in Arsenal history for me as a fan. Incredible goal he scored against Chelsea, though, with his shoulder. Sure, he, had, he has no clue. He has absolutely no clue. He's, he's always been a calamity. He scores own goals. He gives away silly fouls. He gives away penalties. When he scores, he doesn't have a clue about it. He's always injured. He... he doesn't seem to speak on the pitch. He doesn't really um, inspire confidence off the pitch. For me, he's epitomised old Arsenal. And um, I've I've wanted him out for a long time, actually. I want Kajelny out. Kajelny out. Kajelny out. But again, back to that, sorry, back to that Sven thing. Um, I don't think it should matter. We're a big club. Everyone, know, you don't need to scout anymore. I don't understand. Always, always the youth players, sure. We know who the big players are in the big leagues. We know who's on form. You can just tell by watching YouTube highlights now and, and Twitter polls. We need to go out and say we are ambitious enough to go take a punt on one of these boys. Financially, I don't think it's a problem because if we're spending these fees in general on this dross, these equivalent fees could be buying players like Michael Antonio. 
I don't know. Proven. Proven in the Premier League. We need someone who can kind of cover on the right because there's nothing going on there for Arsenal at the moment. Take a punt. 20 million. Why not? It's better than going and buying four players for 30 million over the next years because they don't work. Find something tried and tested and play it because that's exactly what they need. A bit of stability, this club. Mm. Um, and it's not happening with, with um, instinctual impulse signings like Dennis um, the wrong Suarez. The wrong Suarez from Barcelona. And the Aaron Ramsey situation as well, from the outside looking in, it seems crazy that you would let a player like Ramsey go on a free. That suggests that something is going wrong behind the scenes at the club. Even, you know, you can say, oh, well, let's play a go. But to let the situation linger on where he runs down his contract, obviously he's still playing, seems to be being professional. But is Ramsey a player who you think you'll miss? Are you annoyed that he's going in this way? Do you think you can replace him? Do you think that whole Ramsey saga demonstrates a lot of the things you're talking about, about the mess behind the scenes of the club, different directions, different... I'm only disappointed Ramsey because he is, for me, I see him as a legend of my sporting era. Not a legend of the club, but because he, he was the guy that really instigated in that season, the kind of the, the end of the trophy this years. He scored the important goals. He scored great goals. Um... I think people have attached a lot of importance to him. I don't, the team's never been a, surrounded around him. He's always been inconsistent. Unfortunately, he's had some terrible injuries um, that's hampered his progress. He's never been captain material. Um, it's never been earned. It's kind of been, oh, like the Fabregas situation, the Van Persie situation, the Omri situation. Let's give him the captaincy to keep them and keep them happy. Um, again, it's so irresponsible losing him on a free. Get something in January, just... Juventus will pay twenty million to just get him in January. Why not? It's something. It's mm. something. Um, last summer, he knew a long time ago that Wenger was leaving. It was announced before the end of the season. So that summer, as a club, you sit down and say, "Right, the manager's leaving. We need to literally look at everyone and say, right, do, were they there because of Wenger? Ramsey was there because of Wenger, because of his development. That's why he chose Arsenal over United back back in those days. He knew that Arsene Wenger would give him that chance early on." He must have looked at himself and thought, I'm going to stay. Because otherwise, I, there's no way they wouldn't have sold him in, in the summer. So again, there are conflicting reports that he pulled out of negotiations. Arsenal gave him a contract and took it back. I don't know what happened. I just think it's, it's, irresp- it's irresponsible on all fronts. Because I think him and his agent should have taken, been empowered and said, all right, nothing's concrete. He's not completely bought into this new era. Go. So that's that's why I'm disappointed as well now is that it feels like he's dragged the club along and now we don't have a proper, proper replacement for him. And and it's just going to be a miserable season watching him just come on, probably outperform everyone else because he knows he's going mm-hmm. and then leave in the summer. And it, it, I mean, at Juventus, you know, next season, you could see him potentially lifting a Champions League trophy. In Alongside Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Well, there you go. That That's that's how far the mighty have fallen. I think since Arsenal have been falling, Juventus have probably come from League Two after all their, their <laughs> issues. So um, just a badly built club at the moment. And I, I wanted to ask you about your um, January mm. or lack of signings. What's, what's going on there? I, I think it smells of arrogance that Tottenham Hotspur in two windows, I think it's the first club has done that for a long, long, long time, yeah. have not signed anyone because they think, well, we've got the best score in the league. And I think that adds to my criticism of the delusion from some Spurs <laughs> fans that they think they, they are the bee's knees, God's gift, and that they deserve the home of football in Wembley and that they deserve um, 
that that why would their manager go to one of the best the best club in in British football history, and why would their greatest player want to go for the greatest player greatest club in um in European history? So I just I just wanted to add that as an open question. I'm sure I opened myself up through that, um, but that that smells of arrogance to me. And I, you cannot say that that eleven and that squad a la um, Lorente cannot be improved from the proposition that Spurs is mm. and um, the finances that you, I'm sure you have based on those put that past I don't windows. think it's um, arrogance purely because I don't think it's for lack of trying you know we've clearly been in for players we've clearly tried to sign players there's a lot said about Rabiot and Pochettino you know just talking with him personally trying to convince him to come obviously in the summer we tried to get players like Grealish we've been linked to a lot of players so clearly there's been an effort to sign players I think it's a combination of the fact that we probably are you know even at the best of times we were quite tight with the money and I think now particularly with the stadium you know I think it's a case of we're not in a position financially to spend 50 60 70 million on one player and I think for the type of players who would take us to the next level, that probably is the kind of price range you're looking at at the moment. So I think it has been a case of more perhaps going for players like Rabio on a free or trying to get younger players like Grealish. Um, but I think there is... And I, I wonder, because a lot of the, the talk about this from Spurs fans has been, oh, this is Levy's fault, Levy out, Levy doesn't want to spend the money, Levy, Levy, Levy. But I think we also have to consider Pochettino's role in this. Now, I love Pochettino as much as the next Spurs fan, but I think he has shown a hesitancy to sign players unless he is absolutely sure that they're going to make an impact and be part of the team. And I think when you listen to what he says about him, you know, he said, oh, of course I want to add quality, but if you can't get the players who you think will improve you, then there's no point getting players just for the sake of it. And I think he has quite a high threshold of not just the type of player in terms of skill, but in terms of personality who he wants to bring in. And if he doesn't meet that criteria perfectly he'd be happier not signing anybody which I think is hard for everybody else to understand particularly given the injuries we've had but I think it's on the one hand something we have to maybe accept that if you're going to have the Pochettino method of improving youth players the potentially the trade-off of that is he won't be as willing to splash the cash as other because there's been I mean who knows what to believe but there's rumors about you know there was stuff about Tielemans and other players on on deadline day you know Batshuayi and stuff about Levy and, and the people at Tottenham offering these players to Poch, saying, do you want to go for these players? And Poch being the one, you know, vetoing it. And Because let's not forget, Van der Vaart, that was a Levy signing. Mm. Redknapp knew nothing about that. It was Levy who phoned Redknapp and said, oh, do you want Van der Vaart? And he said, oh, yeah, sure. So it might be the case that Levy is, you know, propositioning these players to Poch, and he's saying, ah, actually, nah, I'd rather not. And to be fair, I think Lorente, you know, after he scored that winner against Watford and after he was getting in the team, you do have to think about the damage it might do to then buy another striker who's going to come in, knock Lorente out of the team, but then he himself be knocked out of the team as soon as Harry Kane is back. And I think the squad, of course it can be improved, but I think at the same time there aren't a lot of obvious areas where we're missing a player. I think we have got lucky that Suzoko's transformed into a good player, that Winks has stayed fit, that Lorente has scored some goals. Because if it wasn't for those three players, I think we would be in a lot of trouble in midfield and up front. And certainly Dembele, obviously we lost him in January. We will need to replace him in the summer. Um, and it was sad to see him go. I think his time had come. I think he didn't have physically, couldn't play week in, week Sounds out like Dembele's died. Oh well, no, not died. <laughs> well, I mean, for all intents, he watches the, the Chinese league. His I think career died. His career anyway, died. Anyway, I think that was a move that worked out in all 
respects though to be fair um but yeah i think that's more what it is i think it's a a a financial issue and i think a a potch kind of perfectionist issue rather than necessarily an arrogance because i agree with you this squad can be improved and i think most Spurs fans would look at the fullbacks and say davies and trippier you can improve there and i think they'd even look at the midfield and say sizoko and winks they've played really well but you can improve there as well. And I thought, I thought front, uh, Winks, Winks was God's gift. Well, I thought, no, he, I thought Winks is the is the next, the second coming. The problem is that it's we've only got Winks and Sissoko at the moment, in a, and Dyer. But to go from having, because obviously Wanyama's been badly injured, Harpy played this year, Dembele's now gone, Dyer was out injured for a while, so we had a position where it was just Winks and Sissoko, and I think you do need more reinforcements there. Like, yeah. I think there's lots of places where you could look and say, oh yeah, we could strengthen. I think the difficulty is finding those players that would satisfy Poch and that you can satisfy Levy in terms of price. It's I funny, I, I thought you were going to go with the um, the Poch out uh, narrative at the beginning of that. <laughs> but then I, I actually wrote a note just before. And do you know what it said? It said two words. Finger in? No. No. <laughs> Nearly. Emery out. Emery out. <laughs> Emery out. It was something that we did speak about before yeah. and something I've been thinking, I've actually been thinking about heavily about the practicality of this. And I think... Um, been drawing up the contracts i i was I, listen i've been a little bit harsh on him in his first season a lot of people say give him a few years give me a few years i think if there's ambition at the club they need to pull the plaster at the end of the season I, I wanted to say it again because i just feel like what's happening it's boring again it feels like the club is just accepting the mediocrity um which other clubs don't accept united have got the best had one of the best managers of the world and they said it's mediocrity we're going to try something different. And I, what really annoyed me today was I saw a video on Facebook and it was it was from like a betting firm. Arsenal have a partnership with them, not naming any names. Um, and they, they were doing some sort of video with Bernard Leno saying about how he can read the game and like talking about Mkhitaryan, left foot. I'll save it right for I'm like I'm like why are you more why are you more focused on on PR and marketing exercises? And uh, than training, and also get it right, club. Why do <laughs> why do Leno? Leno has been left leaving them in left, right, and centre. There seems to be a lack of awareness from the club as to what a dire situation we're actually in. They seem to be really um, enjoying the kind of um, the mediocrity. Even that video they did for Chinese New Year. It's like put a bit of money and class into that was, it that was if you're going to do it. Fantastic! It's video. it's ridiculous. Like, listen, it, no commemorate it it's an amazing milestone but do it right don't don't make a mockery of chinese new year as well it just for me the club is lacking a little bit of class in all areas at the moment which stems from the top and i think it might be a communication issue as well and i'm not sure whether it's fair to say on emery whose first language isn't english but something about the key messages are not pulling through with arsenal um from the top to the bottom and that that is the biggest issue because that will affect the players they'll think I don't, I don't know whether whether we're going for the the title. I don't know whether we're going for top four. I don't know. I don't know what our priority is. I don't know how hard I should try today. That that seems to be to be the to the motion because it's all back to Wenger effortisms. But if you get rid of Emery, do you think that not then risks turning the club into even more of a mess and a laughing stock? You know, bring get bring in a manager and getting rid of him after a season. Obviously, United did it with Moyes, but then they had to go through two other managers with Van Hal and Mourinho before. I mean, and it's still an open question whether they'll settle with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer or go to someone else. But does that not risk making things even worse? Sometimes when you're younger, you meet the love of your life and you think this is going to last forever. And the, the latter stages, the latter 10 months, 
have to do a bit of scalability. It's just not, let's say 10 weeks, it's not working out. And you think, how will I ever get someone like that? And you get the next girlfriend, you're like, oh my God, girlfriend or boyfriend? And you're like, oh my God, this is, this is, this is the one. And, it, and again, you see, oh, maybe that was too much. So sometimes you need to kind of, uh, I guess, to kiss a lot of frogs, uh, princesses analogy to kind of see what works, what you like, what you don't. Maybe what you need is not necessarily what you thought you need. So maybe you don't need that attacking prowess. Maybe you need someone who's a bit more steely, like a Die- um, Diego Simeone, yeah, like Allardyce. the George Grainer, like a Sam Allardyce. <laughs> Listen, let's let's we're we're open to all shapes and sizes. Um, but but you know, anyway, I'm glad I could uh, ahead of Valentine's Day bring that put that one in. That was very um, good. Happy uh, Valentine's to everyone. I'm sure you'll enjoy the Europa League on that day. Um, Champions League. The day before. The day some. before. Yeah, listen, it's a good teaser to it. Um, but but that's my point. Sometimes you need to just go with the flow a bit and, and see what's out there. Because if you if, if if it was that easy to just say, that's the one, we'd all be happy, lovey-dovey. <laughs> but, so even if you win the Europa League, you'd think still Emery... Because you said that on a previous podcast that... even Especially even if he wins the Europa League, you said before... Well, that, go, that's but... the base. I think my, my view of the Emery era was get us back to where we were, recalibrate, because he's not a Mourinho. He's not He's not a truly proven world-class winner. Maybe it's, maybe it's severe more. PSG, I think, when you have those resources, it's not really fair to compare. Um, I just think we need to get back to that level and then you improve. That's, that's the thing. We always criticise these Chelsea teams that used to win the league, but they wouldn't build on it and then they, they'd finish like fifth the next year. Mm. Whereas United, every time... Uh, Ferguson won the league bring in another good player bring in another good player strong player and you're like wow this guy wants to win trophies and then they got that um, what was it 06, 07, 08 winning the uh, winning the league three years in a row mm, yeah. um, that for me that for me is, is the attitude that Arsenal would have to take as well mm, it's interesting and you mentioned the, the European fixtures coming up mm. Europa League you're excited for that midweek or well Not- Thursday night I'd call that midweek as well. <laughs> Listen, Thursday night is the new Friday night. It's a big night for everyone. I think it's... Uh, Are you playing again? Bait Borisov. Uh-huh. Never heard of them. They're I'm not, a classic Europa League Yeah, team. I'm not excited. I think... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we actually lost the tie over two legs. Ooh. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if, the, if they if they struggled at the Emirates and then they when they got over there... Is it a way leg second? I actually don't know. It's complete speculation. Um, either way, though. Either yeah, way, I, I could, I, I could, I could see us. Um, I could see us slipping up there, just playing too, having too many risks. Mm. Because I think he, I think he still thinks the Premier League is the priority, and I still think he, he thinks we have a chance of um, top four. Of top four, because we played most of the big, big on paper teams. But you know how it is with Arsenal. Sure, we can go beat. I'm sure we could go beat a Chelsea or a Tottenham one week, but then we could also as easily go and lose to Huddersfield today. Yeah, I mean, I, I blame Arsenal for us going out of the Carabao Cup because it was Excellent. the way you beat Chelsea Excellent. and then Sarri had that big go at them and then yeah. they came into that semi-final with a points proof. Agent Emery. Exactly, um, so there you go. You must be excited for Dortmund to uh, see, see a great team in yellow and a great atmosphere at the, <laughs> um, is it Valon Stadion? Dortmund, yeah, I think so. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I'll, I'll be at the first leg at Wembley. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, I think it'll be a very different match to when we played Dortmund in the Champions League last season. Obviously, beat them 3-1 at Wembley. Aubameyang was playing for Dortmund back then. How times change. Um, it's a very different Dortmund side. I think they're one of the best teams in Europe at the moment. Top of Bundesliga. They've got Jadon Sancho. They're, they're ripping it up. I'm a little bit scared. 
um, particularly with no Kane, no Deli Alley. A little bit more optimistic now we've got Son because Son loves to score against Dortmund. But over two legs, away leg is the second one. Maybe Kane will be back for that, but I think it'll be tough. I'm not confident that we'll go through, but I'm looking forward to the match because I think it'll be an exciting game. It's just a shame that we won't have our fully strength side for it. First leg score prediction? I'm going to go for a score draw. I'm going to say 2-2. Ooh, tough for you guys if that's the, if that's the yeah. case. I mean, Dortmund have wobbled a little bit since they've is come Ro- back from Royce, break. Royce is injured, I've heard. Royce is injured, yeah, which big, would be huge big thing for, you for us. But we've got no Kane and Ali, so... Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think we just need to stay in the tie going into the second leg. And if we've got then Kane back for the second leg and we're still in it, then we can just go all out in that second leg to see what we can do. We just got to keep it, not concede too many goals in the first leg, put ourselves in a decent position and then see what we can do. But I can't see us winning two or three nil. I think it's going to be close. And I think there'll be a lot of goals because they're two sides that like to play attacking football, a similar sort of style almost Dortmund I think are a bit more advanced than us but it'll be interesting yeah well Spurs and Arsenal prepare for their games next week I have also prepared a game for us this week nice nice set going (laughs) right so I call this game and this is for social hashtag ability as I like to call it QF KSU QF KSU QF KSU QF stands for quick fire KSU stands for keep sell undecided now arsenal fan tv wrote out a list of the whole arsenal squad the other day on twitter and asked people to write k s or u keep sell or undecided on the following so what i thought i'd do is i have on my phone now the whole spurs squad i'm going to name each player and i want you without even thinking to tell me whether it is keep sell or undecided then we will turn the tables on myself this are you very are you prepared i am yeah, right this is... so without further ado the world-class players from tottenham <clears throat> ready stretched yeah hold up now yeah larice undecided trippier sell rose keep alderweireld sell vartongen keep sanchez keep minson keep winks Keep. Kane. Keep. Lamella. Undecided. Wanyama. Sell. Vorm. Sell. Don't know who this guy is. <laughs> Can't even pronounce. Oh, and Kudu. Uh, sell. Dyer. Keep. Walker Peters. Keep. Sissoko. Undecided. Lorente. Sell. Ali. Keep. Foyth. Keep. Gazaniga. Keep. Ericsson. Keep. Aurier. Undecided. Onomar. Uh, sell. Mora. Undecided. What? Davies. Keep. Carter Vickers. Sell. Jansen. <laughs> sell. <laughs> well, very nice. Very nice indeed. A couple of them really surprised me. Larice, the biggest one. The World Cup winner. What more do you want from a keeper? No, I know. That was quite harsh. I think he has had, though, a very tricky season. A lot of mistakes. And perhaps I was thinking with too much of my financial hat on, mm. thinking if you're going to sell him, now's the time. And eventually we are going to have to replace him. And Gazaniga has been pretty good when he's come in. I know that'll be a controversial one with Lloris. I love Lloris, but how much longer is he going to be the number one four? I don't know. Maybe yeah. I should have said undecided. Oh, I did say undecided. Yeah, you did say yeah. Mora, though. I'm very best un- player. I'm very undecided. Best player, mate. On Lu- Lucas Mora. I've gone off him quite a lot, I have to say. I thought he started the season really well, but... 
I actually thought Poch made a mistake when he took off Lorente and brought on Mora in that Chelsea semi-final. Lorente had just scored. Mora was not that influential, missed a penalty against Newcastle. He was just muscled out of the game. I think he's a bit of a lightweight, fair-weather player. Wow. I'm not, I don't to trust him at the moment. He'd be better off an Arsenal. We love a nice lightweight player. He reminds me a bit of a... He's like a Brazilian Theo Walcott. Wow. That's, oh, that's Certain matches, he's a world beater. Other matches, disappears. But I'm happy for him to prove me wrong. I hope he does. We need him to step up. So I've now got the Arsenal squad. Oh, in front of all of them go. can go. All of them. <laughs> one by one. Check. Should have been sold, but he's retiring. So go. Leno. Keep. No, sell. Sell. Oh. Just get rid of him. Go. Bellerin. Keep. Socrates. Keep. Koscielny. Sell. Licksteiner. Sell. Holding. Keep. Monreal. Sell. Mustafi. Sell. Jenkinson. Sell. M- Mavropanos. Keep. Keep. Kolasinac. Undecided. Ooh. Yeah. Elneny. Sell. Mkhitaryan. Sell. Ramsey. Well. Sell. <laughs> Should have sold him. Ozil. Sell. Oh. Torreira. Keep. Maitland-Niles. Sell. Ooh. Denis Suarez. Sell. Oh, Guindosi. Sell. No, no, undecided. He needs a loan. Xhaka. Sell. Lacazette. Keep. Abomia. Keep. Iwobi. Undecided. Welbeck. Sell. And then, should I go to the online players? Yeah, if you Ospina. want. Sell. Martinez. Sell. Chambers. Sell. Asano. Sell. Ooh. <laughs> so you're going a big rebuilding project. We're going there. the whole half the squad the needs to get out. The one probably surprised me the most, because from the outside looking in, Kalasinac seems to have become a bit of a fan favourite. But you seem undecided. I I like how he's um. I like how he's built for the game. <laughs> I think he's got pace and power and quality attacking wise, but I think he's not a left a traditional left back who can defend well for me, and he's not good enough to be that player who's going to take teams on. So I just don't think he's good enough for our club. But he's been he's been useful. He looks good in the hmm. games, but he's not. It doesn't excite me. He doesn't. I don't feel like he's he's the player I'd wake up and want to see um, in an Arsenal shirt. Fair but um, yeah. I think you know someone like Len, going through it. Leno, I don't want a keeper who can't save goals. <laughs> I, we we need to spend heavily, not not look for bargain basements. Hmm. Um, you know, through the squad, you only think Bellerin is the only one who I think's got potential to get even better. Bellerin injury, a big... And a big injury, yeah, which is such a shame. Torreira, we know, is class. Nothing wrong with Aubameyang and Lacazette. Maybe Windows, the combo doesn't work. Alone, yeah, he needs a loan. Yeah, he needs a loan. He seems he's to be a first-team player. But he's year. not ready. No. Why, why should someone from League Two France go straight into the first... He doesn't deserve mm. it. He hasn't earned it for me. He Listen, he's had a good couple of performances. He needs to go to a mid-table... I was about to say Spurs mid-table club, but maybe it's a bit too close to home. Um... That doesn't even make sense. This is like <laughs> stupid. It's a really silly um, like dig at Tottenham. Um, like a Leicester, you know, get stuck in. Go on, learn the go Premier on, League. Go on, yeah, son. Go, yeah. go on. Go on, you'll play every week, every minute. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll get, get a chance of seeing it in a different perspective. But he's, you know, he's because he's gone in straight at Arsenal in the Premier League, he's got that luxury. Mm. You, sh- you shouldn't get that luxury. Black, boot, black boots in the mud. <laughs> Every day in the rain. Do your laces up. Yeah, yeah. But I don't listen. It's, oh, it's get a, your head on it. Exactly. Well, always hair. <laughs> or yeah. Um, it's a different story. I, I'm interested to see whether you know we'll make a massive rebuilding project next year. Whether they just say, okay, we don't have all the funds available. Sell as many as you want. 
buy in as many as you want. I think that would be so refreshing as a fan mm. to get rid of the Venga Dross. So that, for me, when I'm looking at the lineup now, even though I have other people I want to get rid of, you go, Kajelny, you're out, mate. Shaka, you're out, mate. Iwobi, let's loan you, but we'll sell you in a couple of years. Because, again, if they were good enough, they would have been good enough already. They're clearly not good enough. And you, you mentioned uh, Michael Antonio there as a potential player. Class act. So you're selling all these players at Arsenal. Who are you think? Who's on your like top of your head? The players who you like? I want to see them in an Arsenal shirt. I want to see them. I want to. I want to see a sign a world class centre back like Spurs went. Uh, sorry, Liverpool's went and signed a Van Dijk. I don't know Rafael Varane. Maybe he wants a change of scenery. Just, just get everyone excited. Say we've got someone who's a very good. We've never had a very good defender. We really haven't signed a really good defender, in my opinion. Not it's for, always bargain basics. No. Yeah. Um, keeper as well. I would have liked to see a um, Oblak or something like that. Again, something exciting. But that probably won't happen. Um, and in midfield, we need a we need a dynamic box-to-box. Like a Harry Winks type. No, definitely <laughs> not. Like a Paul Pogba. But I mean, that's not, asking for someone. Yeah. Just something of that exciting. Ilk. Like, you, I want to be able to wake up on a Saturday morning think, oh my God, I'm going to watch XYZ. Mm. Instead, all I'm thinking is, oh, El Nene again. Because <laughs> oh. Ozil used to be that player. Alexis Sanchez used to be that player. Oh, don't get me started Fabregas on Fabregas used to be that player. Don't get me started on Mesut Ozil. And he's still not starting. It's unbelievable. What, what, more, does, uh, what more does he have to do? And what more does, does Emery have to do to, to realise that the guy is earning too much money to be sitting on the bench? But no, that has been a, an issue, hasn't it, the whole season? It's been a cloud over your season, the Ozil situation. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really kind of... Um, it's been a bit selfish, really, for that money to, to not at least have a statement and come out and say, listen, I'm happy at Arsenal. Just really make it very clear and get on with the job. Hmm. But I think Emery's also managed it terribly because he's not... He's basically played him when he needs him and he needs a result. And then when he's feeling a little bit more confident he's he's taking him off and getting rid and that's not fair mm. why they didn't get rid of him in january is beyond me based on the situation it's toxic it's too and it's expensive co- I think, it, it could it, it could ru- it could ruin our chances of um of having a successful season but i would love him and i'd love everyone out despite everything to roll their sleeves and socks up and say let's go and win the europa league and do it for do it for unai <laughs> do it for unai so but looking I, ahead then is that for you the goal for you? have you written in yourself, if you've written off top four and you're just all about Europa League, the league is just for fantasy football now. Nothing else for me. Nothing else. I, I, it's just, it's just. United have overtaken you. United. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about. United. You've got. I, I saw the list of last. Um, what is it? Eight or so games that um, Solskjaer has been managing. It's a transformation. It's unbelievable. And why didn't we look at bringing in someone exciting like that? Something. I think they like nearly Solskjaer. did it. Well, yeah, they mm. nearly did it with Arteta. They yeah. nearly, did, albeit it's not the best, but maybe it would have been better. Maybe we would have gone full youth strategy, someone who worked under Pep. And now I'm having so many regrets about how upset I was about that and how excited I was about Emery because, you know, it would have been so nice to have that morale boost. But I think how he's transformed someone like mm. Pogba and Rashford, I mean, it's unbelievable. And I suppose as well, do you worry about you know, we were saying our clubs didn't really bring people in in January. You got Suarez, but Chelsea got Higuain. Yeah, he'll, you, he'll, be bang, he'll be banging them in. He already you're in that. a three-way race with United and Chelsea. We're not really, even in the race. For that fourth spot. We're not in you the don't race. Even think you're We're in not the race. in the race. So no. you think sixth spot? It's ours. 
and, I hope. And you're just looking up at yeah, Spurs in the title race. And but but I think it Chelsea seems like there's a top, uh, really is a, a defined top six now who are miles ahead oh, and yeah. shoulders above everyone else. Because mm. Everton, we used to think, were nearly, they're absolute dross now. I don't know. He'll be sacked soon. Silver. Well, actually, interestingly, you mentioned be. that because I actually am going to defend Marco Silva. Oh. This is maybe a point. Any Everton fans, um, because for that very reason, Let's be realistic. Everton aren't going to finish higher than sixth True. unless they need to have one of the top six needs to have a horrendous season and Everton needs to have a really good. And when you look at Everton in the past decade under Martinez, they had one season when we thought, oh, they're going to finish top four. They didn't. And then they were mid table the next year under David Moyes. They'd go from being in the top six to being in the bottom half, like one season off, one season on. You know, they haven't won anything. They haven't had Champions League football they're what ninth in the league at the moment okay they should finish seventh maybe they still will they've spent a lot of money but it shows that spending money is no guarantee i mean fulham has spent a lot of money look sure. where they are where you know what is it what are everton supposed to to be but you have to be careful because do you remember years and years ago and we were growing up with the beautiful game mm. Aston villa pushed arsenal for fifth with martin o'neill and now look at them yeah now look at them they might come back up but they're no, they're a shadow of that club so so you think you've got to st- they've you know, I understand against the top six, but those other games, you know, you can't go away to the to, to smaller clubs in the league mm. and lose with that talent on the pitch. Richarlison is Brazi- a Brazilian international now. Sigurdsson. And, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a very, very, very good team in there. Keane and um, Williams at the back. It's very impressive. Mm. Baines and Digne. I mean, they're they're not they should they shouldn't be going out of the cup to smaller teams either. No, at this early stage. But I mean, the if, they get, if they get rid of Silver, though, it's they had Coman got rid of him, yeah. Aladaz got rid of him. I think they could do with a bit of consistency, to be honest. You know exactly who they is... could do with? Unai Emery. No. <laughs> who, who, do, who do you think in that league would be a good... I've got someone in mind who I just think is a little bit different. For Everton? Yeah. Eddie Howe? Not... Yeah, Eddie yeah. Howe. I've just got this feeling like that would be that nice step up for him, mm. I think. But then you think that Bournemouth... They get a little bit of money or a couple of good signings. Could finish above Everton. Yeah, it's tough. I think Leicester's still a big challenge for someone. I think Claude Puel, they they really don't want him in there. All the fans I see, I don't get... What more do they want? I mean, they won the league a couple of years ago in a fluke. I thought they'd be happy for life after that. But it seems like they just want more. They're not going to go... They might win a cup somehow, a League Cup or an FA Cup, but they're not going to be European football. Until they won the title, they were uh, a championship yeah, team, and now anything. they're established—not yeah. established Premiership, established top half team. But what yeah. happens when someone like uh, when Casper Schmeichel eventually retires and, and Vardy Jamie Vardy goes. goes? I mean, what what are they? What what's left of of that Leicester? And that's yeah. that's going to be interesting. So again, there's there's opportunities in that kind of seventh to to tenth place to really make a name, take a claim. But uh, maybe the likes of Bournemouth will be and Wolves will knows? be the new. But you know. money, money seems to buy you everything. Mm-hmm. It's not a coincidence. The richest clubs in in England really are are the top six. Well, it's interesting you mention that because I was just recently reading a book called Done Deal, all about oh by um, Daniel G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was fascinating. Got a got a message from him actually after messaging him about the book. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd love to read that book. It's very uh, any good. It oh, want. thank yeah, you. It's very I'll, kind. I'll bring of it you. for the next uh, perfect. Next show. Oh, you finished it already? I finished. Yeah, very I read quick. it in a, in a week. I was, wow. It was quick, Excellent. easy. Have read. you ever read? Um, is it the deal or? The Deal? What's well, another book that's oh, about, about that? Oh, about agents. Yeah. Yeah, I think I haven't read it yet. But oh, really? It's on my to-read. I've got it as well. Shall we do, Shall we do a swap? A, a, a swap. All right. A transfer, right. even. I'm doing the... Uh, deadline. I'm writing, I'm writing a note. Deadline day swap. Swap but books. In that book, one thing that stood out to me, what you just said about the teams with the money, it listed the, the shirt sponsorship deals yep. 
from the most expensive to the least, and it pretty much mirrored exactly huh. the Premier League table. Yep. There were a couple of ones which were lower, but the top six were the top six. You know what, I would love to do a dissertation on that. Almost <laughs> in order. And people say when you look at the wage bill, it pretty much averages out, which is why, and I'm going to throw a, something I've been thinking about, which oh. may be controversial for you. I think partly for that reason, as well as many other reasons that I will get onto to justify what you may think is a ridiculous statement. If Spurs finish top four, I think Pochettino is manager of the year, regardless of who wins the title. And my justifications for that would be... I'm leaving. Bye. No, no, no stadium, no signings, all those injuries. And in terms of the finances in wages and all that, far less money spent than your Chelsea's, your United's, even your Arsenal's. You know, nobody's on Ozil money at Tottenham. If we finish above Chelsea, United and Arsenal with everything that's gone on this season that could have derailed any other club, I think you've got to say, even if it's no trophy, that is an incredibly impressive job. And the biggest Spurs marker of success, no trophies! <laughs> I knew I was opening myself up to Hooray. that one. But... I understand. I get, mm. I get where you're coming from. But also, I could say Unai Emery should win Manager of the Year just for putting up with that lot for 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 a season. But it makes me—I don't say feel sick. It's not that dramatic, but I really don't like the fact that people are talking about Players of the Year and Manager of the Year already. I mean, it's everyone's like, "Oh, it's early. Van Dijk," and I'm yeah. like, "I'm like half a season mm. to go, really." It's like when they give Man of the Match when it's not even stoppage time. Yeah, yet. someone could score a goal. Yeah. And all of a sudden, or he could get sent off or get, yeah. get injured or. God knows what I mean. Play to the whistle. The Play to the whistle. whistle. Yeah. You know there was a program called Play to the Whistle on ITV once upon a time. Yeah. You ever see it? Mm. I saw it filmed. I actually passed the studio the other day. I was uh, walking up Wembley Way actually. Oh. Yeah. I was I was um I was shocked actually again. <laughs> Every time I go there and I see Spurs brandy, I'm like I know it's I know it's something that I can't seem to drop, but it just It's always gonna bother you. For me it? it's yeah. like the audacity for a club who is not like a Premier League great to have the home of football. You could only, I mean, they're not in London, but you can only justify it for Manchester United, maybe Liverpool, maybe Arsenal just about, but not Tottenham Hotspur. Well, I think we've had this uh, I think I think we'll go around in circles. Gonna, yeah. and, no, but um, no, it's disappointing for me. Anyway, so looking forward. Yeah, looking forward. Well, I will be there at Wembley on Wednesday night for the Dortmund game. Looking ahead, we've got obviously the European fixtures we discussed and then pretty soon it'll be Spurs-Arsenal again at Wembley, oh, at that stadium. What a joy. Um, Reckon you can go? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to oh, be there. Oh, maybe I need to. Maybe I need to get myself in as well. Yeah, we could do a l- live <laughs> from the stadium, <laughs> mic ourselves up secretly. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's. I think we pretty much covered up the month pretty of January. Yeah, it's looking. It's looking. Season it's ahead. looking like an exciting season ahead. You know, I think it's it's a two it's a two horse race, in my opinion. Two horses, and to quote Jose Mourinho, two horses and a little horse. A little horse. A little horse yeah. who's there. But I think Liverpool, have, uh, they bo- they've really bottled it already. Well, thank you for they saying have. that. They have. Because, it was Tottenham, because, they, you know. because look how far they went ahead. Mm. And they just, they, they've dribbled <laughs> out. I mean, it's been, ter- it's been embarrassing to watch. And then they complain about the pitches and the this and the that and the other. Yes. I think Klopp should be sacked if... Uh, if they, if they don't win the league, you're this getting year. rid of all the managers. They should. Klopp, Emery. They should. They should because because what again? He's improved them dramatically. But again, that next level where Liverpool want to be, a Jose Mourinho would have won the league by now with that Ooh. team. He would have. He would have. And I, I don't know who else is out there, but they probably could now get a Zidane or a Simeone. Liverpool. They they're bit, they've got back to that top top le- level. City, good good on them because they've just kept plodding along. 
but they're the best team in this league by a mile with squad. You know, mm. you get rid of Aguero, you bring in Jesus. You get rid of Sani, you bring in Mares. It's you get rid of Silva, you bring in the other Silva. It's unbelievable that that squad. Mm. I'm very, 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 very jealous. It'd be interesting. I think it will definitely go down to the wire for the title race. I think the top four race, even though you say Arsenal are out of it, I think that will go down to the wire. Um. You know, hopefully we'll both still be in European competitions deep into the season. A lot to look forward to, a lot to uh, to discuss, I'm sure. So keep keep listening, share, comment, subscribe, like, retweet. And also feel free this week to use the hashtag, hashtag. QFKSU and tell us your players that you would keep, sell and are undecided on for Arsenal Spurs or maybe even your squad, you know. Exactly, spread, Listen, spread the game. There are people who support Huddersfield out there. Big up to you. Great Hope, team, good history. Be Arsenal this afternoon. <sighs> That's all, folks. <laughs>